So Padre and Sherry, we are ready to hear from you. Are you with us? I sure am. How about you, Sherry? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> How profound that is. I almost felt a little guilty when I was listening to, <laughs> to your quotes in the scripture because we're celebrating the Refiner's Fire Day called Ash Wednesday leading up to Easter. But I'm, I'm delighted to have everyone join us for, I call it this special special day on the church calendar, because to me, it has great meaning. Thank you so much, Susan, for preparing our hearts for this. Really appreciate that. And thank you, Brian, for organizing, sharing my uh, Zoom <laughs> pictures and slides like that. It, it's been fun. So but thank you, Susan. So Sherry, how you been doing? It's been a little while since you've been on been a little while. I'm I'm doing pretty well, Padre. I'm in I'm in my own refiner's fire, which I'm sure many of us are. And I think the pandemic has given us the opportunity, all of us, the extra time. And our spirits are saying, "Okay, time for a little shake up and a little refining." Absolutely. Now, as I look over our crowd tonight, I don't see very many. They might not have either went to church or mass today because you don't have your ashes on your head. So no condemnation. I'll give you a blessing. I'll absolve you for that. <laughs> but it, to me, it's, I'm, I'll talk about this, but it's, if you're not familiar with ashes, but it's part of the refiner's fire. It's the, the fire hits and it burns everything up. What's left is ashes. For me, it, it's very meaningful, but I think you'll find with Sherry in my presentation tonight, it affects everyone, whether you believe it or not, it is happening to us. And when we anchor ourselves in that spiritual truth, uh, many good things happen. So walk through this fire before, and I don't say I welcome it, uh, but I understand it when it shows up, then I surrender to what the will of God is for you today. So I'm just excited for our community because remember, where two or more gathered, there I am. So between Sherry and I and Susan, as we prepared for the Give Life tonight, we're going to take you with us. And so let's go through that refiner's fire in stories, in videos, and all these wonderful things. So Sherry, can you lead us in this wonderful evening tonight called an opening prayer? Absolutely. Holy Spirit. Come, be with us now. Help us open our hearts so we may feel your presence moving throughout our body and being. We ache for deeper connection and intimate relationship with you. We place at the altar in this moment our fears and any distortions of truth that we may be holding on to. Help us to align our will with yours as you encourage us to come fully alive and vibrant. Along with you, we hold the world in love and prayer, especially the country of Ukraine, 
and its people, our brothers, our sisters. The ministering angels hold the high watch over each and every one of them, offering comfort and support. May grace be upon them and each and every one of you now. And a beautiful Aramaic Lord's Prayer. Father, mother, birther, and breath of all. Create a space inside us and fill it with your presence. Let oneness now prevail. Your one desire then acts through ours as energy fills all forms. Give us physical and spiritual nourishment each day. Untangle the knots of error that bind us as we release others. Don't let appearances make us forgetful of the source, but free us to act appropriately. Age to age from you comes the glorious harmony of life. May these statements be fertile ground from which our future grows. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, Sherry. That's beautiful. Um, those prayers continue. They kind of light a fire in me. And I hopefully our community that as we enter into this unknown space called the mystery of the refiner's fire, I think we, when we go through it, I think most of us have an awareness that, uh-oh, things are going to change in my life or something that we're being asked to let go of. Because for me, the, the refiner's fire has such a, a place in our lives. And I believe also for the will of God. Today is Ash Wednesday. In the, on the church calendar, we could pot, call it maybe fire day. <laughs> it's leading of 40 days in Lent, which is just letting go of our stuff. I don't, for those who follow Twitter or these accounts that are out there, Pope Francis asks at least all the, the Catholics in the world, but I think the whole world, that for Ash Wednesday, he says, why don't we fast today for the people of Ukraine and also for prayers for Ukraine and also for Russia? I mean, it's everyone's going to be involved in some loss of life. Um, we've seen it on TV. We've heard about it. Now, there's a one of the purest forms of refiner's fire happening in Ukraine, but also with the Russian people because... They're attacking people's lives, and so they're defending themselves, and other people will die because of that. And we're not here. We're just the observer, but we feel it in our hearts. And to me, that refiner's fire, it's breaking to awakening, which for me means we got to have our, our focus on God, number one, love our neighbor as ourselves, as Sherry said in her prayer. The idea is we need both. We need each other. And sometimes we think if I can take, then I'll have more. And it's not that way. 
it's when I give up in my weakness is my strength, then God pours out his spirit. So, but for me tonight, today, Ash Wednesday has a, a bigger meeting than ever before because it's a world event now we're witnessing and that inner world in our, in our own self. So, but part of that relationship with God is we need to turn our hearts towards and whatever you're individually going through, you have your own maybe world going on that your world is shaking, your, your home, your job, your relationship is shaking. And so if we can turn our hearts towards the divine, we prepare in a very good way to, for the promises of Christ. So because it's really about in the midst of the fire, we can actually rejoice. So Sherry, what does that, how does that move you? Yeah, yeah, I can relate to what you said. And the river on the other side of pain. I've really been learning to see that because I've been going through a big awakening and transformation, especially in the last year, and really learning, Padre, to see the blessings in the pain of growth. And sometimes it's hard for us to see that, even if we're not feeling like a victim, sometimes things come on as such a shock. (laughs) It comes on so suddenly that it's very, it's shocking for a while, then Mm -hmm. what we're going through is very hard to deal with. But we have to just dive deep and keep working towards which I had to do, keep working towards seeing the blessings in the growth and the blessings in the pain. And lifting it up in the highs and lows. How perfect. I'm going to sing either way it goes. And that's like a surrender and acceptance. So, and then the the sun comes out at the end, right? Amen. Yeah. A new day. A new day. Those highs and lows. And we can have them when people walk through it. And I'm sure some of you are walking through it. I have a really sense too that I feel people are crying right now. They're really relating to the theme for tonight, but also that that desire that this gentleman was singing about rejoice. Rejoice in the fire. Well, well I wish I could remember the Meshach, Mindigo. They were in the fire, but they were rejoicing. They were praising God, even though they were supposed to be burned to the crisp. It said the fourth person was there, which was Yeshua or the Holy Spirit and protecting them. And we can walk through that fire, whatever you're going through, grab on to the Holy Spirit, grab on to Jesus as you move through this, because that's our saving grace. And I know you got other things to say, Sherry, maybe a couple more quotes. Absolutely. Would you like me to share Glenda Green's meditation? Yeah, let's do that one. I think that fits perfectly into our theme tonight. And for those of you that are crying, I'm going to be joining you. I actually wore waterproof mascara tonight (laughs) because everything that Padre is sharing and I'm sharing is so moving and so personal for me as well. So very briefly, when I wrote my second book, I really wanted to use one of Glenda Green's poems in my book, from her book, The Keys of Yeshua. And I needed to get permission or the publisher wouldn't allow it to be in the book. So I thought, how am I going to contact Linda Green? Well, I decided to Google, came up with a phone number there. And I thought, oh, gosh, okay, it's probably going to be her secretary or somebody. And I'll probably never get to connect with her. I called the number 
and I asked for her and she said, this is Glenda Green. And I couldn't believe that it was her. So first I had to, of course, tell her how much her poetry, her meditations, the words in her books have really spoken to me and touched my heart and my dad's as well. Then I asked her for permission to use her poem. And she said, honey, I'll do you one better. She says, I'm going to do a little write-up and personally and put it next to the poem in your book. And I'm going to send you the corresponding painting that I did. So I thought, what a gift. What a blessing, right? She says, let's exchange emails and I'll get back to you in a week or so or less with this information. Well, a week went by, two weeks went by, two and a half weeks went by. (laughs) Meanwhile, the publisher's like, we're all ready with this. So I decided to email her, no response. I decided to call her on the phone. She answered the phone and she was a completely different person. She had been crying. And when I told her who I was, she said, oh, I'm really sorry. I haven't gotten back to you. She said, my husband was just suddenly put in hospice. And I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to get you this information that you need. So, of course, I told her that I would hold her and her husband in prayer, that I wished her the best with everything. And I thanked her profusely. And I knew that having her poem in my book wasn't the gift, but being able to connect with her to receive, especially that first phone call, the transmission that we had. And then in the second phone call, feeling like just holding her in prayer maybe was a little something that I could do to be helpful to her. So I have found in one of her books, this absolutely amazing meditation that I've shared several times. It's about 10 minutes. I can go faster if it's, if it's <laughs> okay, but it's about 10 minutes. And I just invite you to really open and surrender your heart. It's so poignant for now, for each and every one of us, for our healing and our transformation. Why don't we all just close our eyes and just listen to this beautiful poem. So relax your mind and allow your attention to fall like a feather into the deep center of your body and being. Listen only to the beat of your heart and your breath. There is a tiny spark of light within your heart. As you fan it with your breath, it will grow a little brighter. Watch it dance and flicker as it transforms your thoughts into gentle streams of motion flowing through your body and cleansing it of all worldly care. The light is magnetic 
and calls you to it. You walk through the light as if it were a doorway into a green meadow with fragrant grasses, wildflowers, and stately trees. There is a small reflecting pool by the springs that feed this high mountain glen. As you look across the green meadow and down the slope, you realize that you have shifted to a higher dimension. You have tuned into an intersection of time and space where the finite and the infinite may meet, where spirit may be seen in complete harmony with the natural world. You breathe deeply as you feel the warm sun and cool breezes enliven your whole being. Again, you inhale deeply as a light wind washes over you. It feels as if magnificent wings are fanning your body. Spirit greets you. It descends like a giant dove with awesome wings and transcendent power it lifts you out of the meadow on its wings and carries you body and soul to the heavens, soaring higher and higher. You rise upon the winds until you come to the peak of a distant mountain that had been hidden by clouds. The valley has now vanished from sight. Through the high clouds, you ascend into an illumined world. The great bird gently places you on a sheltered edge of a high precipice. As you look over the edge, all of existence is laid out before you. You inhale deeply of the clean, fresh air as strong winds blow all around you. With each breath, your soul 
is filled and in soft whispers the wind begins to speak as if it were singing it tells you this truth without motion there could be no life you would hear and sense nothing you could not exist nor could any part of nature the motion that surrounds and fills you is the physical presence of spirit it touches your very soul and you leave traces of yourself within it. Everywhere you go, spirit moves you. In knowing this, you will become more sensitive to all of life and all your surroundings you will learn which environments to enter and which to ignore, which will enhance your life and which will not. What to take and what to leave behind. You will learn to change the quality of your life by listening and engaging with the inner movements of your being. This message grows strong within your heart as you stand upon the perilous ledge and embrace eternity. Suddenly, you feel yourself leap from the high place of splendor and glide on the motions of inner knowing. Each new breath fills you with elation and you soar like a bird that has left its nest. The earth now calls you back and the currents of wind catch you and allow a gentle descent. The meadow of your homeland reaches up to greet you. The trees and grasses shimmer with new life. You lift your eyes up to the sky and your being is filled with wonder.
from the flight of spirit to wonderful new dimensions of thought and feeling. The stillness of your being and the motion of life have communed for to reveal a new and greater truth. Gratitude fills your heart for all you have seen and for that which will unfold from this new and greater understanding. Slowly open your eyes and behold with thanksgiving the greater knowledge that has now been entrusted to your consciousness. Amen. You know, on that meditation, Sherry, what moves your heart when you read that, sang that, uh, performed that um, poem? What does that do to your spirit? Where does it take you? Well, it takes me to the heavens. It, it kind of feels like a near-death experience, mm. like time in the heavens with spirit and receiving new information and transmissions to come back and be made anew and afresh and refined. That's kind of what I felt myself personally in that, because I, I was, I'm a picture person. So there were many picture forms in your, this poem of Glenda's and it, it felt like I was in heaven, then I was coming back to earth to manifest what I'm actually, it's like heaven here on earth. So the meditation brought me to that place of divine union. And it's like for, for me, the, the refiner spider, or better said, the breaking to the awakening that when we let go, when we allow spirit to take us wherever spirit desires, there's going to be a good ending. There's a promised land at the end. So really enjoyed that experience for us. Don't you have one with a lady from Georgia? I do. And I just wanted to mention that that beautiful angel painting was Glenda's that uh, Brian had put I, up there. What you picked out, Sherry, I want to say that's Sherry. Sherry has a lightness to her being, to her spirit, and it comes across whatever she shares. So, and I thought that that perfectly represents you, my friend, also. So thank you for sharing it with us. What a joyful photo. I didn't know what I would put with this sharing, but that one just felt so perfect. So this is a Lenten affirmative prayer. And this is by Reverend Bonte Colbert. And she, or he, I'm not sure, is the minister at Unity Church in Athens, Georgia. A beautiful perspective as Susan had shared with us in the opening prayers, so many faiths, so many different religions and faiths who have their own way of appreciating and integrating Lent into their practices. So this is 
Unity's version, and it's entitled, I Renew My Hope. My prayers sustain me during times when I feel limited or discouraged because I can affirm with certainty that the renewing process of God is with me. I now steer my mind away from judgments, lack, worry, and fear. I focus on wonders and blessings in my life and take delight in positive news and acts of kindness. I marvel at the joy in birdsong, ripples in a pond, and the smiles of people I encounter, and will include, of course, these beautiful children. Centered in peace and filled with gratitude, I pray. I affirm that I have the wisdom, courage, and momentum to move forward in all that I wish to accomplish. Grounded in this truth, any sense of discouragement dissipates. I achieve my highest good easily and with great joy. Solid in faith and powerful hope bless me on my journey. And I am continually guided to my perfect path and purpose. In alignment with source, I am empowered to step forth to do brave and beautiful things. And the scripture quote that came with this is from Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. Amen. So, Padre, I have a question for you. Uh, not tonight. Oh, please. <laughs> Come on, you're our model. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Padre, you model for us. You truly do. You're deep devotional with God. Yeah. We all see it. It emanates from you. We hear it in your words and in your tone. So. I have a question to ask you that I, I hope you have a brilliant answer because I know you can really help us with this. Okay. When you're around family and others, so when you're not alone and thoughts of fear or uncertainty come up, mm. in that moment, how do you call upon Holy Spirit for clarity and balance? Um. Well, I would the answer that question is kind of a long answer, but it actually has a short one. It doesn't happen overnight in a sense of where I can go. I, I have to give credit to Padre Ron Roth 
in my beginning forming years with him. And he was always a discipline of going into meditation to prayer. And he was a stickler with emptying your mind or your heart. And at first it's like, well, how do you do that? I got a thousand questions and thoughts, but practice, 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 meditation, meditation, med emptying myself. And I found that place where the nothingness of God is. And in that nothingness that I learned, that's when miracles begin to happen because we finally surrendered my life, whatever was going on in that, call it chaos. And we can all experience that in so many ways. But I found that in an instant, I can go there and my brain is empty. And then my heart opens for the more. But that was only through discipline, call it tools, call it practices. And I hope that everyone can, who's listening to this, find that place yourself, because that is the most difficult, especially when you have peers around you or family, or you're in a crisis. It's like, help, God, Jesus, whatever you're going to call forth, but to allow it to speak to you in that presence. But I had so many challenges that I had to respond to over the years that I walked the walk, so to speak. But you also have to practice that. And to me, that's where my relationship with the divine, I know is very solid when it comes to that. So trusting the next step, trusting the next word that I speak will bring about, at least for me, peace, because ultimately it's the peace that passes all understanding. So, but thank you for that question, because it really does bring to mind my little part of refiner's fire. So for me, the refiner's fire, I don't want to say I enjoy it, that might, might not be the right word, but I recognize it when it's around me presenting itself because I know what it has done in my life. I know when these hard places took place in my life and there've been many of them, not just one. I'm sure the first couple of them, it was such a long drawn out, especially when Padre Ron passed away, the loss that I felt and the responsibility of carrying on this gift of community, celebrating life that we are now enjoying. It was really a difficult time. And it was, a, for me, a long process. But knowing that on the end of that, what he was, he, she, however you see God, was presented to me was, I have my way, my way, my, how I would choose, this is what I want but he wasn't asking that question. <laughs> I was answering him with, this is what I want. If you do, if you pour out this, then I'll walk with you again. And that wasn't one of the three questions or choices that I had, <laughs> but God actually held out until you get frustrated, Cherry. I was definitely frustrated at that time. And I thought, good old German, I could probably hold out longer than God so I can get my way but it never happened. And then he, <laughs> speaking of stepping into ministry, and then he sent this beautiful angel called Dana that start poking me and says, you got to get out of your funk, come to California. It's like, no, I don't want to come to California. I want to do it in Illinois. It's my way, my way. And, and you would think as a brilliant spiritual being that I could hear God, I could respond. But because I had such a broken heart and a wounded heart, that I, the wounds led me instead of actually that peace that passes on. I remember talking with Dana and many others, Sherry, 
that I'll give you this experience. Talk about a refiner's fire. Early on in ministry, I knew a lot of people because of they would be coming to Ron's retreats. And since I was at every one of his events, I knew most people. And one of them was a minister. And I won't mention the name. So I had this person on for my uh, doing like teleclasses. And so we had her on a couple of times, which I really enjoyed her. I wanted to branch out and say, well, you know, I got to step out into ministry. So I decided I wanted to at least do a different church or community. And so I put out my feelers. And so actually one of them, one of the community members stepped forward and says, hey, there's an invitation. You, we can go to this church. And in that response, the pastor or the leader there says, well, does he have a reference? And I go, well, I know one because I just had him on for a teleclass. So I asked that person if they would give me a, a recommendation. And it was the same organization. And that person said no. And I was shocked. It's like, I just did you a favor bringing you on and you're saying you can't vouch for me. And I was dumbfounded. It, there was the refiner's fire. Even in the midst I thought I was in, it even went deeper because it was about my character. And again, I was so saying, well, if I do this, God would do that. If they do this, then I'll get that. And it's not conditional. God says, I want all of you, not just part of you. And that was a very hard lesson for me to learn because I'm trying to represent the ministry moving forward. And all of a sudden, God still says, I need you to die. I need you. Let me lead you, not you get to pick what you want. And from that point, I had the refiners find it. I had the ashes. I was so burnt by that. And it's like, and so that was a complete surrender. And then Dana came along and invited me to California. And it's been history for now for ministry. But I don't know what each of you are going through in your own refiner's fire. It, it goes after your character. It goes after, the thing I held most was I have a good character. And it was smashed to smithereens when somebody went vouch for me. So, but who's vouching for you? And I'm going to say, it's your angel. I'm going to say, there's a, a light being that's calling you out of the darkness into the light. And do we have to switch our allegiance? Yes, because it's got to be follow the light, follow what God says. And those are hard lessons, my friends. And for me, that's what Refiner Fire is all about, is the ashes. The scripture talks about, remember, man, that you were dust and dust you shall return. We were created out of dust and we're going to return to that dust, meaning our body's going to disseminate and we're going to, uh, our light being, our spirit's going to go on to heaven. So why do we keep holding on to the tangible when it's the spiritual that actually is going to lead us home? So I really feel a lot of hearts here tonight that are going through that, call it a dark night, call it a refiner's fire, but like that little spark there, it begins with just a spark and it grows. And then you know that you know that you know that God's got your back. And we as a community got your back because it's all about living the, that truth. And that truth has so much potency in our lives. So I don't know if that was a short question in a sense or my refiner's fire, but Sherry, was there any time in your life that you went through this refiner fires that purged you in some way that that was the old Sherry and now the new has shown up. 
Well, and then now the old sherry's being, or the new sherry's being refined again. Because <laughs> ah, I'm go. in a refiner's fire right now, and I'm being poked, chipped, kicked, sanded, <laughs> polished, varnished, repeat. It's like one little piece gets refined, and then it's start over again. Wow. So I've been going through this hugely, Padre, over the past year, and my spirit said, it's time. And for me, it's time to purge the terrors and the traumas of childhood. Wow. And the interesting thing for me was when it was brought to my attention that this needed to happen, I was in shock because I thought trauma meant physical or verbal abuse. Okay. Not necessarily unresolved pieces of your childhood and things that you couldn't cope with as a child and maybe didn't get help with from adults. Because I guess until we're over 25, our full <laughs> coping mechanisms aren't in place. Interesting, right. right? Yes. So, and the big ones for me surrounded our move. When my father got transferred and we moved from New Jersey to Connecticut, because I was a shy, sensitive child and I was ripped out of my comfort zone. It was like my whole world was turned upside down. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And the safety was taken away. The home, the friends, the school, the area, and my family, dad's on this call. Love you, daddy. We've talked a lot <laughs> about it, but my family wasn't big on expressing feelings. So I held my feelings in and I kept it all and pretended that everything was okay. But of course, that inner child at some point, if we're fortunate enough to have it come up in this life, we can we can heal it. We can move through the the healing, the refining, the releasing. Wow. Yeah. Jerry, you made them comment about maybe 25 or younger. We're a kid. We kind of hold on. What if we're an adult kid and still let go of those traumas or those things that affected our personality. And the refiner fighter is about that. And if it's just one or many, but I know we're touching hearts tonight, realizing I might be going through that, call it a season of that, of stretching, pulling, burning, letting go. And that character that really only God gives us our character. We just need to honor our relationship with the divine and trust they will take us home. Right. Don't you, Sherry, don't you have, I think, a thing, a quote on Nick Nathan? Because I really think that's a would be fitting to go into that because I like the wisdom of Nick sure. Nathan. Yeah. So so Titnot Han says there is no conflict at all between the Buddha and the Christ in me. They are real brothers. They are real sisters within me. A Christian is a continuation of Jesus Christ. He is Jesus Christ and she is Jesus Christ. That is how I see things. That is how I see people. The cosmic Christ is present within all of us. He goes on to say, when we practice living in faith, every meal is the last supper. In fact, we could call it the first supper because everything will be fresh 
and new. Love that. I do too. Wow. And this statement, which is which is brief that he makes, but it's so interesting that Titnat Han makes a statement about the bread, the bread that we receive at communion. He said, this piece of bread is the body of the whole cosmos. Look deeply and you notice the sunshine in the bread, the blue sky in the bread, the cloud and the great earth in the bread. The whole cosmos has come together to bring each of us this piece of bread. Eat it in such a way that you come fully and truly alive. I love that piece. Isn't that beautiful? You know, I know we're moving into our communion service or breaking the bread. If you haven't got your elements of wine and bread, you can get that now. I can feel the pull of the Holy Spirit now as we go into prayer for your, for your positioning for answered prayer. Just hear our hearts, Lord. And I could ask Sherry if you would like to lead in prayer as we now hear the heart of the Lord for our individuals who are listening tonight. Sherry, would you offer prayer? For those feeling emotional distress, either by the situation in the world or difficulties with family members. Open now to receive healing and relief. The ministering angels are assisting you with a calm serenity and a new sense of peace. Open fully and breathe it in. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For those with constipation, take a breath and try to relax, opening to a deeper trust and knowing that this is coming over you at this present time, taking in and then releasing what needs to go. Holy Spirit breathes, healing into you now. For those with neck injuries, a refining and a softening is coming over you, along with deeper compassion for yourself and others. Receive the grace of Holy Spirit soothing and balancing the muscles and the ligaments. Thank you, divine grace, for this healing. Cancer, any of you with cancer, God invites you to come back to life. Breaking the spirit of cancer, leave these bodies now. I decree these bodies to grow healthy cells and immune systems. 
You are a victor. Rise in the glory of God. Amen and amen. Amen. I just felt the power and the presence at those decrees, Sherry. There's such a, a turning of the spirit tonight, and, and especially in people's hearts. I heard is like, Lord, just show me, just show me the way. That's the heart's cry tonight. I don't know what we, what we look for is like the pain of not knowing where to go, how to get out of a situation we might have placed ourselves in. I know there are many too, including myself, it's like, how do I let go of the weight that I've been holding on to? But it's that weightiness of waiting in a sense, that again, with God's help, everything is possible. And the shedding of the pounds, the shedding of the grief, the shedding of the disappointment, the shedding of our ourselves in a sense, our false self, allow that light now to just penetrate and begin to release and let go. Say, come Holy Spirit, I receive your gift of yourself tonight in my life, in my home, in my career, in the new beginnings that you're calling all of us into. As the refiner fire has done her work and continues to do our work, in order to set us free in the pathways of this new beginning. So we can rejoice as that song in the beginning of our program, that everything inside of us praises God and is with gratitude. So let that gratitude of the spirit begin to uplift you and take you out of the place where you're at into this brand new place called the kingdom of God's light. So come Holy Spirit, let that fire also burn, but also now co-create. God created us in, in dust, in ashes. So allow now the Holy Spirit to water, let the, the water, the rain of God, the rain of God, the rains of God now begin to form this brand new person that is called you and I into to serve humanity with the greatest light, the greatest love. But just also people who are grieving, maybe grieving the past, Maybe it was a, a person you knew who recently died. I just had a friend, some brother died. The pain of loss. And we're praying for all those in Ukraine, but also Russia. Let the divine mother, the Pope actually decreed, the bishops from Ukraine wanted the Pope to decree that a year for the divine mother to take over Russia and also Ukraine and just be the mother, whatever you're in tensions for the people is for both them and across the world because we're all being affected by that so i just say come holy spirit mother our lady our blessed mother come be our guide be our protection intercede to jesus for the well-being of the people as we hold them dear in our prayers and our meditations but also our fasting because once we give up something, then it creates a, a, a bigger space for the Holy Spirit, for God to use our intention to magnify his, her presence and stop all wars, including in our hearts. We just say, thank you, God, for that living presence. And for migraine headaches, I just break that in the name of Jesus and that uncertainty, fear. I just take a hold of that. That's a spirit of fear. I break its hold. Whatever condition it has you fearing of stepping into, 
I break that now through the name of Jesus. And as we enter into this communion with the divine, our life becomes rich and favorable in the hands of our Lord. So as we break bread together tonight, let us enter into the mystery. And I'll invite Monk Sherry to lead us in our communion. You'd like to raise your bread now? This is the bread of new life and deeper relationship with the God of all. Take this into your being as an energetic transmission of pure vibration and love, nourishing and enlivening every cell, organ, and system of your body. Become the embodiment of the Christ. Let us together break and eat of this new life. Amen. Amen. So as we receive the communion of the bread, the breaking of the bread, the letting go of our former self and allow the newness of spirit to take a hold, taking us to the promised land. Yeshua said on the night before he was betrayed, he took the wine and he blessed it. Whatever difficulties we might have, whatever challenge we might have, let's bless it first. Then it can be transformed. And Jesus said the wine, which most people love wine, has a sweetness to it. But he said it will become his blood, meaning Jesus took on our air, our sin, our unbelief to the cross. And he offered himself to open up the door to heaven. So whatever instance or whatever situation you find yourself into, let's breathe upon this wine right now, this water, wine, whatever you have, and just breathe on come Holy Spirit. And let your life be transformed by the renewing of this gift called the new wine, which is Yeshua. So as you receive the gift, that has been awaiting you for maybe over a year or two, this day, this moment, this evening, the newness of life begins to pour out in you, through you, into the promised land of what God has promised you for a future and a hope. So receive the precious blood of Jesus. Let's receive it now. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord thy God. I just listening to the angels now, just holy, 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 transforming us, renewing us to this new space of transformation for healing, for reconciliation, for a new promised land for you and I. As we enter into this season of Lent, of grace, that we end up in the resurrection, that all is well in our world. We don't have to wait to Easter. We don't have to wait to the resurrection. We can receive it right now in our homes, in our hearts, 
in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So as we close in understanding, Sherry, would you just lead us in a, a closing prayer and I'll follow with you as we wrap up this beautiful evening of Refiner's Fire. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for this blessed time together, for the outpourings, the sharings, the healings, the restorings of body, minds, and spirits. We know that your grace is enough for us. We know that as we leave this evening, we are more firmly grounded and planted in our faith with trust and understanding as we move forward in each of our individual journeys as well as our collective. We thank you for blessing each and every one of us. Amen. What a beautiful prayer. I just say thank you, God, for each one of these light beings who's tuned in tonight or will listen to this recording, that the favor of God, the love of God, the mercies of God will be poured forth, even in their awakening, but also in their sleep time tonight, that angelic forces, angelic grounds will open up in their dream state, providing a space, providing a love, providing a, a new opening, of promise, of victory over sin and death. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for the great graces that will come right now as each of us have partaken in the mystery. May that mystery unfold to my sisters, my brothers tonight, and their families, and their co-workers, and through the universe, especially with Ukraine and the Russian peoples. I just say thank you, God for my love for you, for our love for community, our love for my brothers, my sisters. And may the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious and kind to you. And I bless you as your padre. May your life prosper. May your spirit prosper in all things. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Namaste, everyone. May Namaste. the journey of lighting grow and grow in you in prosperity. Thank you, Sherry, for Thank your you, presentation. God. Thank you, Susan, for your wonderful prayers. Thank you, Brian, for coordinating this. And Mary Kay for our communicator. So we love you. We'll see you the next time around, whether it's on Zoom or in our personal retreat. So be well. God bless you all. Good night, everyone. I'll see you.